If you're wondering if you're out of your mind, chances are you're not in your heart. I know, let's get into it. Last week we talked about the mind. We talked about the mind living inside of the heart. We talked about the environment of the heart being what influences the thoughts. This is your heart where your thoughts live. And as a man thinketh, so he becomes. When you present your heart to the world, you look like yourself. You look like your heart. That's what our thoughts do. They create us. They're what we become. Our mind lives inside of our heart and depending on what our heart is made out of, the instructions that we give our body create a person that we either are proud of or not so proud of. I know what it's like to live a life where you're not proud of yourself. I gotta tell you, I spent a few years of my life where I hated this one thing in particular, and I'm telling you, I hated it. I mean, I dreaded every single time I had to do one. Interviews. Well, Chrisette, you were traveling around the world and singing songs and doing shows. How could you possibly hate interviews? Everybody loves interviews. I hated them. Because when I did interviews, I had to talk about a person that people thought I wanted to be. I had to represent this person. I had to talk about this person. I had to speak for this person. I was a representative of a heart inside of me that I knew wasn't where it needed to be, wasn't what it needed to be. And so because my thoughts were living inside of this heart that was literally breaking my spirit, hurting me deeply, I had to walk around and think of words to represent a person that I wasn't proud of. I would be irritable. I would be uh, tired. I would be depressed or, or I would be not well. I wouldn't feel well. And people would wonder why I walked around with shades on or why I wasn't always smiling. And it was because I was walking around as a, a mascot for somebody that I didn't truly love somebody that I didn't truly like. Every interview that I got to, people would give me a list of all of my accolades, tell me how far I've come, and tell me about all the things that I'd done, and I'd have to paste a smile on my face and say, thank you so much. In the inside of me, I was saying, if only I could tell them that I've got so many other ideas to be this person that I'm not showing you right now. And I felt like I couldn't do that. I felt like I, if, if, I, if I did that, I would disappoint people. If I did that, I would let people down. And so I kept up this facade. I kept up this mascot. I kept up this mask so that I could represent a person that people said they wanted me to be. Well, my life got to the point where it felt like it was too much to bear. And I became really, really tired. My heart became really, really heavy. My mind became really exhausted with trying to think through a life that I didn't really want to live. Think through a person that I didn't really want to be. And so I would get these opportunities. I would get these opportunities to either choose right or left. 
And the, the, the opportunities that were facing in the left direction or the direction of the person that I was making believe I was were big opportunities. People all over the world would say, how exciting that you have this opportunity or that opportunity. And the truth inside of me knew that I, I didn't really want that opportunity. But if I didn't take it, I would be out of my mind. But I wasn't in my heart. The opportunities that resonated on the inside of my heart were opportunities that not everybody would shout about, not everybody would applaud. So I kept declining the opportunities that other people wouldn't applaud and taking the opportunities that people would applaud. And my body began to wear down. I began to gain weight. I began to, 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 to eat out of, out of a depressed state and to numb my feelings. I began to drink out of a, a broken heart and I began to numb my feelings. And my body began to deteriorate. And I, and I began to feel sick. And I would get pneumonia often, regularly. I would be rushed to the hospital here and there because I just wasn't feeling well. I was in a state of actual, literal, physical exhaustion. I was tired. My cycle was off. My body was fatigued, and everywhere I went, I began to look and feel like a zombie. Have you ever seen somebody like that who looks like they're on the top of the world? Number one this, successful that, this is in the bank, they drive that, but you look at them and you say, something is not right, and we kind of point our finger at them and keep walking because they're on top of the world. Well, that was me. I kept pushing in that direction. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to my body. If my body was tired, I wouldn't listen. If my heart was broken, I wouldn't listen. And finally, life had to come and wake me up. Sometimes when you're not listening to the voice that wants what's best for you, it allows the voice that wants what's worse for you or what's bad for you to come to break you. Sometimes God allows destruction. Sometimes God allows a breaking. He might not himself break you, but he might send a situation to break you. Well, I was sent a situation to break me, and from a broken heart, I made a decision that led me down a very dark and broken place, a place that was so broken that all of the applause disappeared. All of the music suddenly stopped. All of the audiences suddenly went home, and I was left alone to reckon with a person who kept taking the wrong direction. I had to look myself in the face, look myself in the mirror and ask myself, do you like what you see? Because now that nobody's listening, now that nobody's applauding, now that nobody's watching, you don't have anybody to please. What if God has to bring you to the breaking point where you get so low that everybody disappears and you no longer have anyone to please. Well, I got to go to that place. And I met God again. And I talked to him again about me. He reintroduced me to myself. And I got to start making new choices. I didn't have anybody's applause to worry about. And sure, it felt a little bit uncomfortable. It was a little strange that I had been so used to seeing so many people say, go this way, Chrissy, go. Now that nobody was saying, go this way, Chrissy, go, 
my heart was the loudest person in the room. I began to listen to my heart and I began to take small steps in the right direction. Now soon, a couple of years fly by and, and the same opportunities that were out there before begin to come again. And the same people who used to applaud begin to look again and they begin to cheer me on in the old direction. This was the hardest part of my life. The hardest part of my life was when the applause showed back up and I had built myself up to be who God called me to be. And I had to decline some applause. I had to say no thank you. Now sure, the applause wasn't as uproarious and loud as it was before, but I understood that it was the temptation for me to remember who I used to be and go back that way. I want to encourage the person who has hit rock bottom, who's all the way in that dark place now, who, who life said, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you to go this way and, and you didn't listen and, and now you're at that, that bump in the road. Well, life is reintroducing you to your past or asking you to choose the future that you're called to. Last time we were together, we talked about what's the difference between a negative and a positive person. And I told you that negativity and positivity isn't based on feeling good, smiling, being nice, and saying yes all the time. Negativity is a person who moves in a negative direction. Positivity is a person who moves in a positive direction. The new me is a positive person. Not only do I have good things in my heart, but I walk in the direction that my heart is calling me towards. It might take a little longer. Why? Why does it take just a little bit longer to build momentum towards positivity? Well, when you get applause and accolades and charts and all the, the, the things that tell people that, that you're, you're going to the top to affirm your direction, when you get all those things to affirm your, your direction, it's easy to feel like you have success. Faith doesn't get a bunch of applause. Faith gets a bunch of vision. Faith starts with new thoughts that the Holy Spirit puts on the inside of your heart. It puts them on the inside of your heart and your faith has to hear those things and then say those things to the self. And then the self, this self, begins to move in a positive direction. It's quiet. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes it feels like you're ostracized. Sometimes you feel different, peculiar, strange, called out, set apart, sanctified, holy. You don't always get to explain that to everybody. You just keep walking. I want you to know that you're not alone. 
There are many other positive people in this world that are, tra that are traversing in a positive direction, listening one step at a time. It's a little slower because you have to keep realigning. It's a little slower because you have to keep listening. It's a little slower because nobody's shouting, walk this way. Nobody's affirming you from the outside. The affirmation is happening on the inside. It takes the brave. So are you willing today to be brave? Are you willing today to walk in the direction that you know is right? Listen, I'm not amazing at it. I'm figuring it out with you. That's why I built the Inner Peace Academy. I wanted a place where all the people making peace on the inside of their hearts could kind of come together and be like, well, this is what I'm figuring out. What about you? Figuring out as I go. But you know what feels so much better than the other life? I don't have to fight myself anymore. I don't have to show up in places and make believe I am something that I'm not. I don't have to represent a person that I don't actually like very much. Sure, those things make you successful, but I'd much rather be happy. I'd much rather be proud of myself. I'd much rather be released of the shame that comes with lying about who I am and who I want to be. If the heart is pure, so is the mind. We don't have to be so frustrated with our thoughts when our heart is pure. You know how sometimes you keep saying, oh gosh, how did I end up here? Well, that won't happen so much when you live your life from a purified heart. We won't have to be ashamed of our words when our heart is pure. You ever get into an argument and say, I can't believe I just said that. That won't happen so much when we're speaking from a heart that's pure. We don't have to be corrupt in our actions if our thoughts give us better instructions. Our thoughts can give us instructions that are not based in fear of abandonment, fear of rejection. Those were my two biggest fears. When I traced back my actions, they were all coming from a fear of rejection, from a fear of abandonment, from a fear that there wasn't any room for me. And if I didn't take up some space, I wouldn't take up any. Our body, this physical human body, she gets her instructions from the thoughts she thinks. And those thoughts come from her heart. If the mind is corrupt, if the actions are corrupt, if you're living a lie, inspect your heart. Introspection can begin with questions. I want to tell you three questions that you might want to use in your journal entry later on today to help you figure out, are you creating your actions from a corrupt heart? Journal entry number one is, are my thoughts constantly negative? Now remember, negative doesn't mean they don't feel good. Negative means they don't make you do good. Are my thoughts constantly pushing me in a negative direction? Thing number two, are my thoughts constantly self-defeating? I would get to these interviews and I would sit in the chair and they would ask me a question and in my mind I would 
think of the true answer. And then another part of me would say, oh, that's ridiculous. Nobody does that. They don't want to hear you talk about that. People would say, well, where'd you grow up? And I grew up in Long Island as a Girl Scout playing the saxophone in the band. I would just say New York. Saying New York was much easier, much cooler. I didn't have to explain that I was from the suburbs. I would, I would constantly defeat myself. I would constantly not say the full truth of who and what I am because I was afraid I'd be rejected. So are my thoughts constantly self-defeating? And thing number three, or question number three, are my thoughts constantly non-directional? And that's a big one. Are my thoughts constantly in the middle of yes and no? Are my thoughts constantly in the middle of yes and no? Am I at the radio station but singing the wrong song? Am I at the concert but giving the wrong performance? Am I in a relationship that I am working really hard to build towards marriage but I'm kind of with the wrong guy? Are my thoughts constantly between yes and no? right and wrong, good and bad, and I can't focus. I can't go in one direction. If you listen to my music sometimes, you'll kind of hear me joke around about how sometimes my albums would be multi-genre and there'd be a little jazz here, a little hip-hop there, a little neo-soul and, and some R&B and then gospel thrown in and a, and a poem. And the label execs one time said, Chrisette, your albums sound like art projects. Because one of the hardest things for me to do when I was developing as an artist was to focus. I knew what I wanted to say and I knew what the industry was telling me people wanted to hear. I knew what I wanted to say, and I knew what the industry was telling me people wanted to hear. And I couldn't focus. I'm one of those people who, when I'm focused, I can't hear any outside noise. I can't have people around me comparing me to everybody else. I can't have people around me saying, oh, look at so-and-so's Instagram, look how they did it. And listen to so-and-so's album, see how they did it. And listen to so-and-so's podcast, see how they did it. When I'm, when I'm focusing, I, I'm not good with a whole bunch of opinions. That's just who I am. So I have to honor that and respect that. What makes it so that you can focus? What do you have to release out of your life? And who do you have to release out of your conversation so that you can focus. Are you addicted to applause? Is topping the charts the number one thing on your list? Is just one more audience all you want out of this life? What things do I have to release so that I can stay focused? I'll tell you one thing that I have to release to stay focused. Social media numbers. What if I only get 26 comments when I make this post? What if I only get 150 likes when I make this post? Well, am I following my heart? Am I going in the right direction? Am I making choices? 
that make me aligned with who I really am, then release that. Release that. This month's series is called Thought Leadership. Sometimes our thoughts are in us and we're too afraid to lead those thoughts with action. Take those thoughts and move in the right direction. Come hang out with me and the Peacemakers tribe. We're going to talk a little bit about how to take your thoughts and create actions with them. How to be brave enough to align with your faith and create manifestation. I can't wait for our next time together here at the Inner Peace Academy. But until we meet again, come join us over at the Patreon page by going to www.innerpeace.academy. That's www.innerpeace.academy. Till next time, peace.